the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) The people gathered at this home in Capernaum, they're beginning to realize who Jesus is right here at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. These are, this is one of Christ's first miracles that's accounted for in the Gospel of Mark. These people, they're beginning to realize that this man is the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What they see him doing might mean that he is the Messiah. They're beginning to perceive this. Their faith is challenged and their hope grows in them like the dawning of the sun. They say among themselves, might he be the one to whom the whole universe is like a mantle that he can roll up and it will be changed. So they gather in a great crowd to see him and hear him, packing in so tightly that these five men that we're told about today can't press through the borders of the crowd to get to Christ. And Christ today heals a paralyzed man on account of the faith of four friends, four men that held this paralyzed man, and they brought him to Christ. It's his four friends that push through the adversity presented to them by the gathered crowd, and they labor to do what their friend who is paralyzed cannot do for himself. They break up a roof and lower him to be before the Lord. This is an act of shared faith. Their shared faith helped them to make this bold move. The paralyzed man is unable to help himself to get to Jesus, so it is his friends that bring him and do it all for him. They do what he could not do for himself. After the four friends help the paralytic, Jesus recognizes their act of faith. And at the same time, he forgives the sins that caused the paralysis of this man. What we see in these five men is a spiritual friendship. It is a friendship that will last for eternity because it brings them to the eternal Lord. The faith of these five men causes the Lord to declare that paralyzed man a son. Adopting this man, he counts him as a sharer in the kinship of the Heavenly Father. By, faith, by the faith that he held with his friends. Often we misunderstand faith and think that it's something more like wishful thinking. But faith is substantive. Faith is more like trust in action. We should think of faith as trust that's applied with hope. It is also communal and it is shared. I don't have my individual faith. I am given the faith, and I make it personal. Others hand it to me, or better, they show it to me, and I'm brought into it, and I take action in trust of God, the Lord, and His promises that He is sharing with me. And then it becomes my own. Then it becomes a personal thing, something that can bring people together, not just me as an isolated individual. Prayer is a huge way that we Christians put our faith in action. It is hope that is spoken in full trust of God's promises to be fulfilled. Prayer 
must under, be understood as a movement toward a person. It is the recognition of the other, and it is the petition from that other. It is not just some sort of quiet time or some sort of inward search and looking without any movement. This is what separates Christian prayer from Eastern meditation. Prayer is a movement of petition and unity with the persons of the Holy Trinity, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is what prayer is. This is what these four men did for their paralyzed friend. They joined their faith to his, though he was encumbered by sin and unable to walk himself through the crowd, break up the roof for himself, so they brought him to God. Prayer unites us to the person of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and prayer in faith heals the soul. Christian prayer mirrors the greatest and the second greatest commandment of God that our Lord gave us. We love God first, and we love our neighbor second, but here is the beauty of those two great commandments and of this way of prayer, what we can call the Lord's way. By truly loving the neighbor, we also come to love and bring ourselves to the Lord. We don't really love unless we do this act of faith, where we bring others to God, where we bring ourselves to God. Then both commandments are fulfilled. And this is what prayer is. It is a result of the movement toward Christ. And that prayer brings us human beings together, lastingly together. I've been reading through the accounts of Father George Kausiu's life in a wonderful book called um, Christ is Calling You. And Father George Kausiu suffered greatly under the communist regime in Romania and spent a good, good portion of his early life in prison and suffering tortures from that regime. And there is a time and a place where he shares where the person who's interviewing him, a nun, asks, what got you through? And he says that it was prayer. But then he goes on to describe something that doesn't seem like prayer, but it is because he's striving for Christ. He goes on to describe his prayer life not as something this exalted, high words, though it was that as well at a certain portion of his life where he had memorized the liturgy and would serve from meager pieces of bread the liturgy in his prison cell from memory. But in the beginning, he said it began with just cries of desperation and cries of forgiveness to God, even cries of complaint of, how, God, how could you allow me to experience this? But here was the difference. It was a prayer because it was a movement toward God. And in that, God's grace dwelt in him and he clung to Christ despite all of the tortures, all of the times that psychologically he was called to do heinous things, psychologically and physically forced to do things that no one should be forced to do. But in that prayer, he was brought to God, and others in his time of weakness saved him from even brutal acts against himself because of the prayers that they shared together. He experienced spiritual friendship in that way. 
And so let's take Father George Kelsey's experience on the most extreme end of spiritual friendship, of bringing ourselves to Christ as an inspiration. I have said that faith is personal, but it can also become weak, like we have said today of Father George. And prayer can become weak also by our own sins. We can become despondent and our wrongful desires can become like the crowd that blocks the way to Christ. But because Christian faith and prayer is not individual and isolated, rather these are personal, we have friends that can carry us past the crowd and break up the roof that is blocking us out of Christ's way. We must realize that we aren't saved as individuals, but as persons in community through the bonds of love. This is what the church is. It is friends who work to bring us into the presence of the Almighty God who became man. That is what true friendship is known by. We have friends to lend their faith and join it to our own, even when we are weak, and make steps of trust with us when we are not able to do so. When we seek their prayer, when we ask for their help, and we trust them and their faith, then our own can grow. Spiritual friendship is walking in the direction of salvation with others. Sometimes that means that we have to carry the friend when, we can't carry, when they can't carry themselves. And we need to ask for that. I imagine that this man didn't just, wasn't just carried along, but his faith was asked for and was carried along with his friends as well. He, they did so at his request, in other words. Whenever we have this unifying movement, the demons don't like it. And we, they seek, because they seek to isolate us, to make us just these little atoms that don't interact, little individuals that don't have others. They want that for us. They want to divide us or distract us from that healing movement in prayer. So temptation still rises, and we see that in this account today, where the Pharisees begin to doubt and take offense at the first word of healing from Christ to this paralyzed man when he forgave his sins. Some don't want to see that healing, or perhaps we are the ones who are too bound and cut off from this unifying movement to feel it or to ask for it. But we need to understand that this event in Capernaum also has the lesson of bringing ourselves to Christ. Sometimes others carry us, but we can also bring ourselves, just like this man requested to do with his friends. That effort is to stand spiritually in the healing presence of Christ. The man is paralyzed, but he must have asked for the effort from his friend. We are like him and that we are laid down in our own sin. Those are what are paralyzing us, and we need friends to help heal us. This is the reality of the spiritual life, we begin to realize how paralyzed we actually are when we begin it. How unable we are of our own strength to do what it is that our Lord is calling us. Standing before God requires a great spiritual effort. This must be so because complete healing and fullness of, in truth happen only in the presence of Christ. And it is difficult to remain ever present to him amidst so many distractions in our world. St. Nikolai of Odin says that there are three ways that we can come to be in Christ's presence. 
three ways. By a revelation solely of the Lord's action when we aren't looking for it. By our own effort to strive to come and remain in his presence. And lastly, by being brought by friends, by the friends of the ill, who bring the wounded to the divine physician, Jesus Christ. This last is what the four friends did that we heard today. You who are strong in faith, you can carry the diseased and the infirm with sin to the feet of Christ. Those who are so bound by a passion, bring them in prayer into this place. Keep the offer open to bring them here to come and see the Lord. When you do so, you join your faith to their small spark that won't go out. Let the Lord do the rest of that work. When someone's weak in faith, then someone's weak in faith may be bolstered. It can grow, it can be affirmed, and they can receive that healing in the repentance of grace that Christ is giving. If we only give our attention to the love of our neighbor as friends, as true friends, as we've described today, God will then act, just as he acted to heal the paralyzed man today. We must do this, for we are called to love. And to love truly is to bring someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. But what, we do, what do we do when we're the ones who are weak? And it is always a when. It's never an if. If we can knock on the door, if we can call out and give all we have, wherever we're at, warts and all, then he will be there listening and looking when we come to him, when we make that cry, in other words. Just as the father of the prodigal son did when he returned when that son returned to his father's home. He will bring friends. He will comfort us. He will open the door and enable you to become and go there with him. We can seek out spiritual friends to carry us as well. St. Nikolai also offers a way to understand the four friends and the paralyzed man that is extremely useful for us when we are the weak ones. Perhaps we are not completely paralyzed by atheism or we're completely sold into the slavery of a passion, but we are partially paralyzed, spiritually speaking. St. Nikolai says these five men represent the five senses of the body, sight, hearing, taste, scent, and touch, which our other holy teachers have called these senses the gateways to the soul. God created our bodily senses so that holy things could enter into our soul and feed the spirit. But these doorways, they must be guarded so that they don't become gateways of sin. St. Nikolai says when we can understand the paralyzed man as one of the senses that has been weakened or crippled by sin, or as an open and unguarded doorway to the soul that has repeatedly become a wide road of sin, instead of the entryway of God, this is what he advises us to do. He says, if one-fifth of our soul is paralyzed or sick, let us hasten with the healthy four-fifths before the Lord, and he will give health to that part within us that is sick. If one of our senses is scandalized by this world and made ill from the shock, let us hasten with the other four senses before the Lord that he may have pity on our sixth sense and heal it. So my dear ones in Christ, what are we to do now? Bring one another to the body of Christ. Bring them to come and see for themselves. Bring them to witness the glory of God.
They will see the image of his face reflect in their own eyes. The sense and substance of his presence fill them and his words resounding in their ears. And also, keep care over yourselves in the gateways of your soul so that you don't become paralyzed by temptation and turn into a habitual sin by that way. If your eye, ear, mouth, a touch, or even a scent brings in something that causes your soul to become ill with paralysis, then hasten with the other senses to Christ and to the beauty of his church. Come, look on him and his saints. Hear the words of worship and of scripture. Speak and taste that the Lord is good. Buy a drink of holy water, buy some blessed bread, buy communion itself. Touch the relics and the icons and offer incense that you, have a, that you may have the sense of heaven surrounding you. Keep care. Be vigilant over these gateways that you keep them for Christ. And his friends alone enter in and out of that way. Do so not just for yourselves, but do so that when a brother or a sister falls, that you don't fall with them, but that you may carry that paralyzed one to Christ. Feed the senses with good things of the church. It is by those that the whole person may come to Christ and that sin must flee from that presence. And then the person who does this is made whole and carries his pallet, walking off with his four friends, wholly new. We need friends of faith and friends with hope to arrive in his presence. That is abundantly clear in the event of this miracle. And when those are present, our love grows. And we only have, but if we not only have friends in that situation, but we are also sons of God, for we have received his healing and adoption by him. So my friends and siblings in the Lord, the God-man Jesus Christ, let us love one another by bringing those we love to the one who is able to heal us deep in our souls and in our bodies. Let us seek out those friends who will bring us to him when we are weak. Let us bring our own weakened and paralyzed parts so that the ill and weak may gain health and strength. Let us acknowledge and seek out spiritual friends like this paralyzed man in Capernaum did. Let us do this that we may join our faith together communally by prayer and petition to him and be united with one another. Help one another as true friends to be at the feet of Jesus who is always ready to make us his children. In this way, by the might of Jesus Christ, we will hear your sins are forgiven. Rise. Take up your pallet and go home. And we will knock not just as friends, but as brothers and sisters who are sons of the Most High. Amen. <laughs>